Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. A little bit of chicken fried. It's a little bit different now after a win like that. Man, exhale. Blood pressure medication. You need it all after that one. Brewers win 5-4 in 11 innings in Cincinnati to open up a four-game set with the Reds. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The old National Bank talking text line. We're with Jeff Cirillo here tonight. Rillo, my goodness. I, I don't know how to begin with this because everything is not perfect. I'm still going to have an optimist point of view, but we are going to be fairly critical here tonight because, look, it's a win. I don't care how ugly it is. A win is a win. Oh, my God. I like the uh, little bit of chicken fry out on there. Very good, Zach Brown. Uh, you're right. I mean, but you got to look at the bullpen. I mean, look at the bullpen, just zeros again. I mean, if you look at what the bull- what the Brewers are, uh, you know, their bread and butter is basically their bullpen and their defense, and both were shining tonight. Yeah, and, again, I know Corbin was a little off today with the command, and even the home run to India – wasn't that bad of a pitch. In fact, it would have only been a home run in 12 ballparks, according to StatCast. But, I mean, you take out the four walks, and it's probably a dominant performance. It's been more of the same from him. But the fact that the bullpen was able to dust him off, and the bullpen would follow up with five scoreless innings. They had one hit. There was also uh, two hit-by-pitches in there, but also a total of six strikeouts. Bryce Wilson gets the save. I, I, I can't fathom the fact that every also every reliever had the tie or go-ahead run on when they were pitching. So they did a great job, and I should correct myself, it wasn't a scoreless uh, bullpen because it was an unearned run with that placed runner in the 11th inning. But nonetheless, it's again, duct taped together at times, but these guys proving why the Brewers have such a track record of developing great arms. Piams and Peguero are the guys that immediately stick out to me. Yeah, I mean, again, Piamps and, and two guys like picked off the heap, right off the off waiver wire. Piamps from the Royals and and, and Piero being from the Angels, but uh, you know, Piero's inning was special, right? First and second game on the line, you know, on the road, big crowd, and uh, you know, he was he was able to to manage through that and strike a guy out and get the pop up in the inning. And I mean, just hats off for that, and hats off to, to Weimer too, right? Looks like he's made some adjustments up there, just slowing it down at the plate. And uh, just what a great feeling, right? Going back to Cincinnati and hitting a home run where he's from, where we went to college. So it was a great game. I mean, you know, it was there was some myths, and it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting offensively, but like we said, you know, defense and and uh, and and the, and the relief pitching. There's a stat that's more important to me about Joey Weimer, and I'm glad you brought him up. Eight five five six one six one six twenty again. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Yes, Joey hit a home run tonight, but he did something for the first time in his big league career tonight. He walked twice tonight, Jeff. And I think that second walk, Craig Council will point out, we'll play that audio a little later on in the program, but that second walk, Craig Council pointed out, saying keep that rally going and end up tying the game for the Brewers when they were uh, knotted up at 3-3 three to three and keep the inning going. Weimer drawing two walks and also zero strikeouts. Maybe it's against the lefty. He does have better splits against lefties, but it's an encouraging sign from him. Yeah, I would agree. In the, in the 3-1 pitch, I mean, you can see... Uh, I think it was Diaz in, in the game at the time for the Reds and, and trying to get after him with that breaking ball or split finger, whatever that pitch was, it was diving down 
3-1 count, and, and he was able to keep the line moving. Really, the impact that, that at bat was uh, was the game for me because it was able allowed Caratini, who was 0-4 in the game, didn't have some great swings, but, you know, like we've talked about before, it's a lot easier to hit with a guy on third base and less than two outs than it is with a guy on second base and, and no outs. So, I mean, it, one of those, it was, it was definitely a big at bat and sometimes it goes, goes unnoticed in a game like this. But, but like I said, he kept flying moving. He got that guy to the square position with no outs. Uh, a couple of texts that have rolled in here. Fun game. This is from Aaron in Illinois. Always better. Of course, with a crew victory, really important to get a win when your bullpen is taxed hard. going to be a long series. Need a good start from Ray tomorrow. Moment of the game for him was Caratini hustling to beat out the double play in the 11th inning. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but appreciate the text there. Aaron also, as always, John, Josh texting in, I'll take a win of any sort this month. You love to see Monasterio being such a big part of today's effort. Side note, saw that Sarah Langs was honored in Queens tonight. We'll talk a little bit about Sarah Langs on this ALS Day, Lou Gehrig Day across baseball. I talked a little about Sarah last night. We're going to talk a little bit more about Corbin Burns coming up in the next segment. It's an abbreviated Brewers Extra Innings today. We're going until the top of the hour this evening, uh, so stay with us. We've got plenty more to talk about here. Brewers win 5-4 in 11 innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association member FDIC. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jeff Cirillo recapping a 5-4 victory in 11 innings tonight in Cincinnati, 855 616-1620, 855-616-1620. Jeff, we do got to talk a little bit about Corbin. And I would say my assessment of this, and I don't want this to devolve into a strike zone umpiring conversation. Was it an inconsistent zone tonight? At times, yes. Was it the reason why Corbin Burns allowed three runs? Not entirely, but it played into it. But that's the human element of the game. We don't have to have that discussion at this time. But in my opinion, Corbin Burns... Had his like C minus C plus stuff today. It was not great from him. And yet he's able to deliver six innings, three earned runs. And yes, he had the two run homer to India, but I, I really wasn't anything hit hard against him today. I'm not that worried about today's start. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, he's just raised the bar for himself so high. And like you said, that the ball that India hit, I mean, it was a good pitch. He just went with it. And, and everyone knows, you know, that this ballpark in Cincinnati is, is a hitter's ballpark, and, and guys tend to stay on the ball away. And, and and it was a good pitch, and I thought he pitched a very good game. Sometimes I think he just still getting a little bit frustrated with his the ability to, to land the cutter, right? Because I think that sometimes it comes out perfectly, and he gets that nice little tight little cut spin. He can control it in the zone, and then others are just kind of turns in more of like it morphs into a into a slider. So I think that that's the one thing that he's still dealing with. But like you said, I mean, he gave up four hits and and pretty seamless start. I mean, it was a good start. And, and, you know, being a true professional like he was, he knew he was at 100 pitch. He knew he was coming out of the game. And then he kind of vented at there at the end. Yeah, I, I personally, it's been a trying year for him, right? I mean, you can go all the way back to spring training, and it's been a trying year for him for other reasons beyond just, you know, performance on the field. Obviously, we all know about the arbitration case at this point. But I think Corbin is such a fiery competitor and he hasn't quite had that fire in April. He hasn't had a reason to until May when things really started to struggle and things started to turn in the wrong direction. 
And all of a sudden now, we're seeing a few more of those primal screams and that fired-up Corbin that we saw a lot of in 2021 en route to his Cy Young year. I think he's trying to spark something here, and not just for himself, for the rest of his team, and maybe it's going to start to work here moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just one of those ones. I mean, even like you said, he might have a C-minus or C stuff. He still was pretty dominant, right? I mean, it was a two-run home run on a really good pitch. And look, everyone's dangerous with a bat in their hands, and especially in that ballpark. So I think it was a great start from him, and hopefully he can take that away. Even though he only gave, he gave up three runs, I mean, it was pretty scratch hit, four hits, and, and seven strikeouts. So I thought it was a good start, and uh, and you know, like you said, he gave himself gave the team a chance to win the ball game. He's going to have a big test up next against the Baltimore Orioles. That'll be his next start next week here during the homestand against the O's. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit of the offense here, Jeff. Uh, some numbers that are a little alarming right now for the Brew Crew. The fact that they're 0 for, uh, I'm looking at the number right now, they are just 0 for their last uh, 13, excuse me, 0 for their last 14 with uh, the bases loaded right now. 0 for their last 14 with the bases loaded. They only got two hits today in extra innings. It's the third game they've won in extras, they're 3-0 and in extras, but yet they only have two hits in four extra innings this season. Again, mind you, that is with the place runner. They're winning games despite not getting hits. This is the offense that it is, and hopefully with health, with Urias and Adamas coming back, that can change in the future, but I'm getting very worried about the, the situational hitting right now. Well, I mean, uh, like we said, we know hitting it kind of goes goes in, in spurts, and, uh, and I did see that stat as well, the over 14 with faces loaded. Look, I mean, uh, big league bullpens are hard to score on, right? But the one thing that, that's even harder to score on is the Brewers bullpen. So that's probably why you see that's indicative of, of why their record is so good with extra innings and maybe being able to manufacture a run with that guy on second base. Um, again, I mean, but but I mean, you got to look at the optimist. If you're a glass half full, they, they got to win against a left hand starter tonight. So that's a good sign. Yeah, the, the glass half full is, well, they got the win, even though they didn't really do much offensively. The glass half empty is, well, this is now the third game that you could argue, you know, yes, they manufactured a run, but at the same time, they, they did it without traditional offense. They did it with two ground ball outs that could have been double play balls, and you salute the hustle of Caratini, you salute the hustle of Terang to get the job done there in that last inning, but it is what it is with the offense. Uh, one guy who just continues to deliver, even though the calendar has changed, Owen Miller, two more hits today, just one strikeout. I'm running out of ways to describe what he has meant to this team. By the way, Christian Yelich reached base three times tonight, uh, two singles and a walk. Uh, I, I with this with those two guys at the top of the order against the righty, which it'll be for the rest of the weekend. I like where they stand. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just love Owen Miller. I mean, it's such a great baseball story. You know, 26 year old coming home, right? Uh, kind of Indians gave up on him, and. And, I mean, he's making a bid to, to make the All-Star team, to be honest with you, and, and being that representative for the Brewers. I know that Williams will probably be there for sure. But, I mean, it's good to see Yelich swing the bat. And, and it's one of those ones, I mean, this is kind of what the team is right now, right? It's 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 built on, on their, their bullpen, starting pitching when those guys get healthy, and defense. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to get a shot in the arm with Urias coming back and Adamas. We're going to talk our difference-making moment coming up next. Also give some love to Andrew Monasterio. So I don't know how much longer... He's going to be spending in the show. We're going to talk a little Andrew, talk our difference-making moment. We're with you till the top of the hour, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, old National Bank talking text line. This is Brewers Weekly. Brewers win. Three more coming with Cincinnati. 
144,000 Zach Brown fans entertained to a uh, baseball game that their home team lost. I can't believe that's the largest crowd ever at that ballpark, given they probably sold some standing room only tickets and such. But, man, 44,000 at Great American Ballpark for some Friday Night Baseball with Zach Brown Band after the show. So uh, pretty good stuff. It's all for a good cause, too. One of the band members of Zach Brown Band is fighting ALS right now. And I said this on Brewers Weekly yesterday talking about Sarah Lang's. We wish her all the best in her fights. Uh, she's only 29. I mean, she's a, you know, a year older than me. And it's just mind-blowing to fight a disease like that. And she, you know, we work the same job, and she's the best at it. So uh, thinking of all the people that are living and fighting through ALS in their lives. Again, there's a couple of great organizations, Strikeout ALS, Project Main Street, so many others at MLB support. So encourage folks to check that out today on Lou Gehrig Day. Uh, Jeff, as we talk about the game at hand, Andre Monasterio, a couple of knocks, he made maybe the defensive play of the game and maybe of the first half, given the context. Uh, him and the Brian Anderson barehand are the two plays that jump out to me. That sliding stop, man, especially after starting the game at shortstop, now having to make a play to your right. That is some serious degree of difficulty there. Boy, he's taking advantage of his opportunity right now, right? I mean, uh, guy's been, guy, what is he, 29 years old? I'm not really sure quite. But 26. I know that he's been playing. 20, excuse me, 26 years old, but he's been playing for a while. And, uh, and and he said, well, I don't know how long he's been playing the big leagues. Well, I'll tell you right now that, that he is he is right in the middle of everything. And uh, hats off to him. Not only getting that rally started in the 10th inning with the base hit, but um, but making that play up the middle and just showing a great arm with all his weight going towards center field. It was a, it was a great play, and, and, and it's good for him. It's, it's really great to see, especially when young guys come up and have success. I, I think there's something about it, too, right? You can talk about... I know Willie's coming back, and, and Andrew's going to get sent back down to AAA. We know that's probably going to happen. But there is some—it it can give a little bit of a boost to the guys down in Nashville, even to the guys in Biloxi. Like, hey, man, like, he was not even on the 40-man. If I get my opportunity, I'm going to take it and run with it. And that's what Andrew is doing. And a thing that I remind people, too, is maybe there's not a spot for him right now in the big leagues with the Brewers, but there's 29 other teams that are able to watch a game. You know, there may be a few scouts in that in that— that field as well. I'm just saying opportunities come up out of nowhere. And I'm really happy for Andre Monastero to take advantage of his opportunity. Absolutely, man. It's, it's great. It's, I mean, I'll tell you when veteran players and, and guys like that have just worked so hard and have success when they come up and look, I mean, he's helping them win baseball games too, right? You take those guys in your wing because someone at, at point, everyone's always fresh behind the ears and a rookie and you come in there and you're nervous and you're excited to go to new ballparks and then you get a hit Right, just I mean, his first hit when he's in Toronto, right? The, just the, the jubilation that he had when he ran down to first base, and he's playing with confidence. And that's the thing about these kids today, you know, they, the Brewers and a lot of major league teams they do such a great job of immersing these guys in spring training when they're lifting weights, like the minor leaguers are over there, and they're they're lifting weights with the major leaguers. So so they're not they don't have that sticker shock when they come up to the big leagues. So tip of the hat for him tonight for sure. Yeah, kudos to him for that. Let's get to our difference-making moment of the game, shall we? It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management's different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at AnnexWealth.com. I mean, there's a lot of plays to choose from of difference-making moments in an 11-inning 5-4 game. I'm going to start things off here real quick, Jeff, because I know you don't have my pick for tonight. What I look at, it's going to be kind of weird to, to pick this play, but the fact that the ground-out 
for Bryce Wilson there in the 11th inning to get that second out, right? You've got a man on second base, and you're worried about that man scoring. Like It's not a big deal if he scores, but if he gets the third with less than two outs, in my opinion, things get really different. Things can suddenly, all right, now you got the tying run can score. without With an out, you can get a wild pitch. You, getting that second out and feeling a little more comfortable, granted the tying run was still coming to the plate, but getting the second out was so key to just be, all right, we're one pitch away, we're one pitch away, we're one pitch away. That was my just finally have a little bit of breathing room. It turned out to be all they needed given the double there in the 11th. But the second out when you have the lead in extras, it, it's, it's just as hard as getting the last out. Yeah, no, no. I think that's a great one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off the board. I mean, Weimer's walk is is a big one, right? To keep the line moving, getting Caratini up there. He's over four in the game, right? Not having, not having a great game, but getting him over to third base. But I'm actually gonna go off the board in this one. When Fernando Cruz, not knowing the situation on the comebacker, and then he tries to to double up uh, Terang on the double play instead of just getting the out at home and, like you said, keeping it a one run game in the in in the inning, and it, it loomed large, right? Him not going home with that play. Even yeah, even the one at uh, first base with uh, Kevin Newman as well. When Caratini grounded to him, Newman, yeah, it was kind of a tweener play, but you had a force out at the play. It wasn't going to be a tag play to try to get Christian Yelich. That is more important than trying to get Victor Caratini. There were two miscues there specifically that don't result as errors, obviously. And then you could also pick out. There's a ton of them tonight. Dom, I don't mean to talk over you, but there's a ton of them tonight. Even Newman. Not tagging up in mm-hmm. in the in the tenth inning on 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 uh, McLean's ball to center field, right? It's a line drive. You saw the replay. He he bounded forward instead of going instantly, like boom back, you know. And I looked. I'm like, well, this guy's maybe a catcher. I don't really know him, but you know, he's a shortstop, right? So that's a guy that you know, that's a tag play, right? You tag up on that ball and get the third and take the chance for sure. And then even you know before the play that I was talking about, the throw away by Matt McLean. It only resulted in uh, one run for the Brewers, but they could have really made it hurt. But it's just like, whoa, yeah, the Reds still got some work to do. But, man, the Brewers, they had they had to find a way. They found a way. An ugly win is a win. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, there are some serious concerns and some red flags of this team. It's June 2nd. It's starting to get real. The alarm clock's been going off since that St. Louis series. The sooner they wake up, the sooner they stockpile these wins and start feeling a little bit more confident, feeling like they, feeling like they can survive these wins. And today is technically a comeback win. They were down three to two. Just keep stacking these, and we'll see where things stand at the start of July. Yeah, another swing game tonight, and, they, and it went in the, the Brewers column. So that's a good one. Great stuff. Jeff Cirillo joining us here on the program. We'll chat with you uh, next week, if I'm not mistaken. You're not on for the rest of the weekend. So, Jeff, we appreciate your insight as always, uh, and we'll holler at you soon. Good luck. I'll be watching. Yes, we know you will. Jeff Cirillo, the icon here on WTMJ. We're going to hear from Craig Council. We're going to hear some highlights a little later on in the program. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers win in 11. Three more to go. 3-10 first pitch tomorrow. We've got coverage at 2. I've got Brewers warm-up for you right here on WTMJ, getting you ready for the series Continuing with Game 2, 310 tomorrow. I believe it's 1240 on Sunday. I think that it's a weird timing weekend. Uh, but then it's a back to a night game, a 610 on Monday night. Pre-game's at 35 on Sunday. On Sunday. So 
we're good. We're, we were right, 110. It's all over the place. It's weird. I, I don't know time. Time zones are hard sometimes. Okay. Uh, but let's get to who's hot and who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R, Cider.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Who's hot right now? Joey Weimer. Uh, welcome home, kid. That was awesome. He posted it on his Instagram story. Also, it was perfect that on the Apple, t- Apple TV Plus broadcast, he was mic'd up, and uh, they showed a great moment uh, before the game. <laughs> Two things. When he hit the home run, the audio of him, give it a cheese, that's going to live forever. I'm going to make sure that's cut and we get that in the pregame show uh, tomorrow. Give it a cheese. That's going to be one of the rallying cries, I think, now for the team moving forward. The other thing is they, they caught a clip of him pregame saying, oh, Zach Brown's after the game? This is either going to be this is gonna be the longest game ever now. And boom, it was the longest game of the season by time of game. So you had to see that coming. Three hours, 31 minutes, 11 innings long. You had to see that coming. So welcome back to Cincinnati. Welcome back to Ohio. Joey Weimer, he gets a, a home run, also two walks, first time in his big league career. He's walked twice. He also did not strike out. Uh, it was his sixth big league home run. Who's cold is the fact that the Brewers are runners in scoring position, still not great. Just three for 15 today with runners in scoring position. They left 10 on base, but it's still better than what the uh, Reds were doing. They were 0 for until that second to last at bat of the game on the great double uh, there to try to keep things going with Casale. They were at 1 for 17 with runners in scoring position tonight. So it's the situational hitting that has not been pretty. That is ice cold right now for both of these teams. And whoever gets that going the rest of the weekend is going to take this series. It's a big crossroads right now for the Brewers, given here's a series you should win on paper against the Reds. The Orioles will be a tough test, but at least you're at home. And then the A's, I mean, the A's are the, going down as one of the worst teams in baseball history. You you should expect a sweep on that. So this is an important crossroads series to make sure you can build some momentum moving forward before you see uh, the Mets a little bit later. You'll see the Guardians and their great pitching a lot to figure out for the Brew Crew. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. A win is a win is a win is a win is a win. I don't care what any of y'all say. 5-4, the victory tonight. Tomorrow it'll be Colin Ray taking the mound. We also got an update about Darren Ruff's condition, uh, a right knee laceration. I mean, you saw the blood on his on his pant leg there underneath, it sounds like it might be a few days for him. I mean, an IL stint is certainly a possibility. So with Winker on the IL right now for a minimum 10 days, Hero's not coming up. He's hurt still. Uh, First base is going to be interesting. Maybe Owen Miller goes back over to first base where he spent the majority of his time with the Guardians. So that's something to keep in mind as the series continues. Uh, Granted, the good news is that they've got three straight right-handed starters coming up. So... Darren Ruff had delivered some really good ABs against lefties. That's going to be on hold for a little bit. Nonetheless, here is the manager, Craig Council. Craig, how big was Mark staring at tonight all around? Yeah, he had, he had a great game. Um, just made some, obviously, the play in the last inning, the base hit. Um, just just had a heck of a game. Just kind of felt like he was all over the field, stole the base, gave us a chance for a run. So um, just contributed and. Yeah, bats since he's like we talked about the other day. Yeah, bats since he's been here have been just really, really good and impressive. Um, definitely earning earn playing time. When Corbin got ejected, was he done at that point? Yeah. Um, it looked like sort of for a lot of his outing, he was having a hard time with the zone. 
Was that sort of bubbling for some? Yeah, I mean, there was there was just several pitches uh, on the edges that he just, you know, he didn't feel like he was getting all night. What did you think of his outing overall? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was kind of, you know, that was it. There was just a bunch of pitches, um, good pitches that weren't called that kind of forced longer innings. Um, you know, the walks hurt him. Um, you know, there was no hard contact today. Uh, but, the, you know, the, and even the pitch to India didn't feel like a bad pitch necessarily. Um, but the walks, you know, two of the walks scored. Um, there was four walks altogether, which is um, you know, not normal for him. The ejection's not normal for him. That's his first one. Is it rare to see him that fired up, or do we just uh, I mean, not see that side of him? Yeah, I mean, he was fired up. I mean, he, I mean, he knew he was out of the game at that point, so it's... There was, it wasn't affecting the game at that point. The guys that came behind him were. Terrific. Yeah, the bullpen was the bullpen was awesome today. Um, you know, I thought I just you know, pick a guy. They were all they all had to make pitches with the game on the line, um, and they all made pitches. Um, and that's that's not easy to do. Um, but they, they to have to have five different guys do that. Um, but they they all had to make pitches with the game on the line. That anybody pick here? When a guy's coming in. To the tenth inning, there bottom of the tenth, and you know, tie game. What's what's the key to managing that inning and trying to get through to the eleventh? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough inning. Obviously, obviously, the first out and keeping the guy there is is, is puts the inning kind of it feels like a path where you they got to get a hit then to to you know score. Um, so we got you know they had a ball right at somebody. We got to call a break on that one, but. Um, he just made good pitches after that, I thought. And he was careful in the appropriate places. Piamps, too, that was earlier. But, I mean, that, he just continues to be so steady. How, how important has he been to kind of giving you good choices out there? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it, I mean, he's performing, and he's performing at a high level. And, um, you know, it, it's time and time again. He, he's probably pitched in the tightest situations con- consistently. You know, other than Devin, um, and it's you know he's had a lot of success. So um, we got, I think we got him in a good spot. I think he's he's fresh, um, and he's and you're seeing some good results because of it. Joey's it's it's an event like a week of this, but Joey's been hitting the ball harder and elevating it as well. You're starting to see him just settle in. Well, there. you know, look, Joey's swung the bat very well against left-handed pitching all year, um, and there's there's a starting to be a pretty big difference here so he's 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 producing against left-handed pitching um and but he had a good at bat against Cruz um whatever inning that was eleventh. Yeah, the 11th. yeah he had a real nice nice at bat to walk there um and that's 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 doing it right I mean that's that's a key at bat and, and got us into a, a good situation so uh, that that was obviously the two run homer is huge but that walk was, was a big one as well what did you guys think of their starter? He did a good job of you know, limiting. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, we had some base runners, but he, he did a nice job with his, his cutter was pretty good. It, it it felt like it got hard to see for a bunch of innings because there wasn't much going on for a bunch of innings. Are you going to stay? For Zach Brown? Uh, I am going to stay. He is going to stay for Zach Brown, man. That's pretty funny. Hey, I mean, if you got a concert at the ballpark, why not stick around? Fun times. I know, uh, isn't it tomorrow night, George Strait and uh, uh, Chris Stapleton in the house at American Family Field tomorrow? So that should be a, a fun time. Hope everyone enjoys that show. 
Uh, we're going to get some highlights and wrap up the show right after this. You know, well, I'm a chicken fried. Shout out to Justin Pottinger, our producer. This is how we're going to end the show. We're going to get some highlights with Zach Brown Ben welcoming us back here on the program. I'm Dominic Catronio. Just puts you in a good mood, right? Always does. No one else puts me in a good mood? How about Joey Weimer hitting a monster two-run home run back at home in Cincinnati? First pitch to him, and it's a loud, long fly ball. Deep left, and that is off the ribbon board above the left field wall. Joey Weimer goes deep, a two-run shot. Welcome back to Cincinnati to the Brewers' center fielder. And that was a monster blast from Paul Bunyan. See what we're doing here? We're having a little fun with it with Zach Brown Band spoiling the party out there in Cincinnati today. The Brewers are down, though, 3-2 after a two-run homer from Jonathan India. 3-2. Then they did it the old-fashioned way, scoring on an out. Victor Caratini with the hustle to tie the game. Big spot for Vic, who grounded out his first time. Swinging a ground ball towards first. It can be played on a short hop by Newman. He tags first base, gets an out, doesn't have another play. And the tying run scores. Kevin Newman, instead of throwing home, was about a step and a half from first base when he fielded Caratini's ground ball, and he took it there first. So Yelich scores. We're tied at three in the fourth. So that made it three to three, and that would be the offense for a long time in this one. Shout out to Elvis Pagaro. Remember, he was optioned at the end of spring training. He had a great camp. Now he's here in the big leagues, and it looks like he's been a huge part of this bullpen, and he will be for the rest of the season. After the Brewers didn't score in the top of the 10th inning, Runner, two men were on, two men were out, and he had only one way to go, and that was back to the dugout. The right-hander throws, swing and a miss. Blew him by 97 mile an hour. Heat gets us into the 11th inning. Big time pitching from Elvis Peguero. The Brewers would score on two ground outs to take the lead there in the top of the 11th inning to make it 5-3. And then how about some defense in the bottom of the 11th inning by the kid Andrew Monasterio. Fairchild, ground ball back through the middle. A sliding stop by Monasterio. Pops to his feet, throws to first, and he got the out on Fairchild. Andrew Monasterio, what a play for the second out in the 11th. That was such an important play. Hard to his right, sliding stop. It kept the Brewers in front and made sure they got the win. 5-4, to four, the final today as the Brewers survive in 11 innings, and now everybody's enjoying some Zach Brown band back at American, a great American ballpark. See, I, I knew I was going to do that at some point. Great American, American Family, you know, similar companies. Anyway, uh, tomorrow, 310 first pitch. We're on the air at 2. Be Colin Ray getting the ball for the Brew Crew, trying to keep things going in the right direction. 2-3, and three, four, eight, nine ERA against one of their top prospects, Graham Ashcraft. He's been off to a slow start. 3-3, three and three, 5.55 ERA. That's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, Mike, saw your text. I'll read it for you tomorrow on Brewers Warm-Up. My thanks to Justin Pottinger and to Jeff Cirillo. Thanks for tuning in. We're back tomorrow with more Brewers coverage on WTMJ. Until then, keep on swinging.